The year is 1998, and right now, there's a war being waged in the name of sports entertainment supremacy. The fierce rivalry between Vince McMahon's WWF and Ted Turner's WCW has created an air of excitement around the wrestling business unseen since the heyday of Hulkamania a decade earlier. And with revenues booming, both promotions have embraced a new, edgier attitude in hopes of convincing a rapt but ambivalent audience that their show is the hottest thing going on cable TV. And as a result, soap opera has all but eradicated the illusion of competition within the squared circle. But across the Pacific, professional wrestling lives on. Bolstered by a host of transcendent stars, the king of sports has flourished in Japan, selling out huge venues for a reverent audience held captive not by soap opera, but by superhuman feats of athleticism, endurance, and, most of all, resilience. And perhaps no two native stars personified those qualities more completely than hard-hitting Japanese icons Mitsuharu Misawa and Kenta Kobashi. As top competitors for All Japan Pro Wrestling, both Misawa and Kobashi climbed the ladder of success in the early 90s, at times as allies, and at times as adversaries. For five years, they've battled over control of All Japan's top title, the Triple Crown Heavyweight Championship, and their rivalry reached a din last year. In January, Misawa lifted the championship from Kobashi and then closed out 1997 by denying the former champion's attempt to regain the gold. And yet, as any All Japan Pro Wrestling fan would readily tell you, Kobashi's fighting spirit proved indomitable. In May, Misawa's 466-day run as champion ended at the hands of Toshiaki Kawada, and a mere 42 days thereafter, Kobashi was once again triple crown champion. And so on Halloween night, in front of a capacity crowd at Tokyo's world-famous Budokan Arena, Kobashi will step into the ring as champion. But he won't be the favorite. In Misawa, he faces a man with more experience, more title reigns, and arguably more fan support. By this point, Kobashi is all too familiar with the adoration that crowds shower upon Misawa from the first note of his entrance theme. 15,000 people in unison, all chanting Misawa's name, hoping with all their hearts that their emerald-clad idol will once again hoist the gold high, even if it means that another of their cherished warriors must lose everything in return. It's a battle of national heroes, a paragon of Japanese strong style, and 1998's match of the year. Today on... There we are. 
You know, Bo. Yeah. I uh, I was gonna say I had a little bit of a little bit of a tragedy on my hands here. Do explain this tragedy. You know why? What is it? Here, I wanna bring up our video feed so you can see. This is what what was left of my handle of whiskey. Hmm, is this the handle of whiskey we talked about an 80-40 split or something like that? That's not a even split. No, that's okay. You're not a math guy. 60-40. Yeah. 80-20. Yeah. So what did you get 80 of it? There you go. You know, honestly, I think I drank uh most of this. Okay, so Sarah's Yeah. No blame. Well, maybe this a little maybe a little blame. I don't know. Yeah, but like not like over drinkage blame. Does that make no. sense? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, we're recording tonight. I'm recording tonight with Bo. And we have a sick episode. And I yeah. was like, oh fuck, man, I'm out of I'm out of whiskey. It was just like I'm sad that you're out of whiskey. Yeah. But it is interesting that you said my name. Cause I think I am Bo. Yeah. Hang on. Let me tell you about my whiskey a little more. So, (laughs) what I did was I will edit that. No, 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 no. no. What I yeah, no, no. no. This is that's fine. This is the stuff they like to hear. (laughs) Jesus! (laughs) I'm glad you finished the story. So he's got the biggest thing of bullet. Is that bullet? Yeah, I'm not real crazy about supporting this company. Well, actually, I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass. But someone told me that they're uh, the higher ups in that company were not very. Uh, it was not very in, in a very inclusive situation. Yeah, kind of. Uh, that's like every company. Yeah. Right, you know? So I don't know. I got to do a little more research into that. But um, it was the best bang for my buck at the time, and I was a lazy consumer, so I went for it. I. Uh... Recently, like last week, was getting some sh- some conditioner for my hair. Mm. Okay, I was at Target, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and there's like the normal shampoo conditioner aisle, and then there's the manly aisle, right? Wait, there's and a separate men? aisle just for the men? Well, it's like this tiny. It's like a quarter of an aisle. It's not the entire aisle. Okay, so it's a section of the aisle. It's like barely a section of the aisle, but it's so manly. <laughs> um, anyway, so there is there's bottles of shampoo and conditioner that are like manly focused. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and there is one bottle that looks like a big thing of Patron, and there's <laughs> one bottle that looks like a bullet whiskey bottle, <laughs> and it's brown and everything, but it's just shampoo. But like, if you <laughs> can you picture the guy that goes in there, he's like, oh, he's fucking. Ah, uh, pussy suave. I don't want suave. I want, I want handyman jackoff shampoo. <laughs> well, smells y- like bark and cedar. Here's the here's the thing: is that we know. I mean, clearly, we, you and I, we know that suave is the best bang for your buck. Like, yeah, it's what thirty seven cents. Come on, yeah, how are you gonna turn- <laughs> washing your hair for five years how in one you- bottle? How are you gonna turn down some suave? I mean, if you're just, I guess if you're, if your testosterone levels are all out of whack and you're just way too manly and you're in there, you're like, I can't, this bottle's like off white. I'm like a brown guy. I want my bottle to look like the biggest shit ever because shit's cool. And I'm a man. <laughs> I guess. Uh, that, that oh, and really- this bottle's $8 more in the swath. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that that that, that uh, sort of I guess distortion or that like that t- 
trend had had uh, transitioned or like been become present in the hair care products. Like I know you know what I mean. Like there's it's there's old the spices ma- fault. There's the male deodorant. There's the female deodorant, and then there's the, you know yeah. I mean there's like the body wash and stuff. That's like yo here's our here's this like fresh manly scent. But I didn't know that we had we uh, maybe I don't, I'm not looking close enough when I go to the grocery store. There's like an entire section of <laughs> shampoo and conditioner that just look like liquor bottles. Is that what you're telling me? Well, there's at least two, but yeah, there's a trend starting. I yeah. can feel it. Who but, knows? They might not be selling. I'm certainly not buying them. Well, you know, here's the thing, though, is that I guess I shouldn't be surprised because I've seen this happen in other areas in the grocery store. Yeah? Yeah, check the chat. Okay. Check check the check the chat. I'll show you. Check, check, check the chat. You seen yeah. these? Yeah, those Magnum double caramel. <laughs> like, you see that aisle and you're like, is this, is, am I in the... Am I in the family planning quarter of the aisle? Because they don't have a full aisle either. They just have a quarter. If anybody has seen a Magnum ice cream bar, uh, go ahead and tweet at us. Uh, not don't tweet us anything nasty. Just yeah, let us know. Want, yeah, a bunch of clean comedians. Send us just just tell us your experience when you were walking down the ice cream aisle looking for your pint of Ben and Jerry's or whatever or Umqua if you're here in Oregon and. Uh, Wait, let me get. Wait, I gotta make sure I got this right. Are you an? You're an Umqua man, right? I don't know what that is. Oh, you're from Texas, right? There's is kind this of ice this, cream. Here's the thing. There's I'm sort of blue, this ice uh, cream blue bell, war. Bluebell ice cream is. Oh ice no, cream no, Bo. I just no, know when I see a Magnum get, double no, caramel, I get Bo. really turned on. I'm like, mm. I want this chocolate bar, but I also want sex. Going with certain brands is just a recipe for listeria. Well, no, I don't really care. Is Listeria the anal leakage thing? Whoa. I didn't, was yeah. that the WoW chips? Did they have Listeria in them? So if you ate the WoW Lay's chips, they like took them off the market because people's butts were leaking. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's like in 1994. Boy, hey, wait, or wait. maybe it's like 2004. Wait. <laughs> but do you know what time is? Uh, wait, wait, wait. It was a little, that was a little sidebar. Uh, back on track. If you're walking down the ice cream aisle and you're, and you're looking to get... Uh, your quart of Umqua because you're a good person and not uh, the quart of uh, Tillamook because you're an evil monster. Weren't you just saying that not going to align with brands and here you are condemning our Tillamook brethren? Look, here's the thing. It's an ice cream war in Oregon. Either you're an Umqua person or you're a Tillamook person. I'm an Umqua person. I don't know. You know, that's. I'm just on the sidelines because any ice cream I get, just lactose intolerant, man, doesn't help. This is the exact bit. This is the exact bit we did last week, but it was about divorce. (laughs) (laughs) Back, do you remember remember the ice cream wars of 1995? (laughs) Captain Tillamook was on the front lines. He could see the whites in the Umqua troops' eyes. Uh, and then a shot went off randomly, and that started the war. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I was uh, part of the 176th Umpqua Regiment. Uh, we were stationed out near Baker, Oregon, <laughs> which if you've ever been to that part of Oregon, you know it was a rough scene. It was a rough scene. Like, all the stories you hear about Oregon <laughs> being uh, founded is like a like a terrible like racist separatist haven and stuff. That's yeah, all that. State. When you it's go a out, state. when you go out to that part of the state, like pretty much like the eastern three quarters of the state, you're you gotta worry about that aspect. 
Well, I mean, I think the Tillamook Company is a pretty upstanding company, though. Maybe they're in that scene, but you got to also take this into account. They're closer to beaches. What? No, I, I wasn't implicating the Tillamook brand. So, like, what I'm in, saying no, is you can say all day that Tillamook is just racist. <laughs> Tillamook, please that. don't sue us. You no, we didn't. That that's not what I said. Implication, but I will reiterate, Tillamook is closer to the beach. You and know that's what? That's a one-up. Because in the summer, you can grab a Tillamook court and just drive another hour. Hopefully, it doesn't melt and have some ice cream on the beach. Can I tell you something? Sure. I have no idea where either Tillamook or <laughs> Umpqua, Oregon are located in the state. I have no idea. I could point you. Could, I, I would just point in a random direction and say, that way. <laughs> so I, I, I believe I'm right about the beach thing because here's my admission. Yeah. I know where Tillamook Factory, I know where that is. Where okay. is Tillamook Factory December? I know where that is. Okay. <laughs> okay. I have no idea where Umpqua is. However, I'm willing to bet it's close to Portland because we have Umpqua Bank, which they could be related. I mean, in name, not in company. <laughs> it's like one company, we're, we're soft serve and hard cash. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Tope Suicida. <laughs> If you're just joining us, uh, this has been the ice cream slash divorce slash uh, 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 discovery aspect of the lawsuit that's no doubt going to be filed against us uh, on the part of Umpqua and Tillamook ice cream giants here in All Oregon. All of this is alleged information, so it's not hard facts. So, you know, let's talk. Can I talk you off, off mic real quick? Yeah. Off mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah okay. Okay. We'll, just pause, we'll pause it here. Like, they can't, Tillamook and Umqua, they can't fuck with us. Because I said allegedly, so, like, that clears us, dude. We're good. Really? We can just say anything we want? Yeah, we can say, like, like the Tillamook, like, cow, the mascot. Yeah. It's, like, he's bestiality, like, tries to fuck humans, you know? We can say that. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly yeah. Tries. Can't come, they, well, of course, this isn't going to go on the episode. But right, yeah, you know, you'll edit, you'll edit yeah. this out. Yeah, yeah, they'll edit it out. So, um, do you want to yeah. count off back in? Yeah, three, two. Two, one. The thing is, though, I feel like I maybe misspoke because here's the thing. I, I am mostly an Umqua person, but the Tillamook Chocolate Brownie Thunder really does it for me. Like, I am into that flavor. So maybe I'm a little bit full of shit here, and I, and, and I like both in different circumstances. What's in that flavor? Oh, it's a lot of uh, chocolate and um, some some brownie stuff. Um, I don't. I think the thunder is more of a metaphorical kind of deal. I don't. So not... it's lots of brown. It's a it's a real manly ice cream. Yeah, it's, it's real brown. It makes me feel like um, empowered. Like babes like me. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like when I eat a Magnum. You know, it's like it's like yeah. I want to just. It's like I want to eat one of those shampoo bottles. Get a hold know? of a yeah. Get a hold of a. Uh, you know, a whiskey-shaped shampoo bottle or a, yeah. or a, a big penis condom named ice cream and just go to town. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Why do they choose? Because Magnum's a newer brand of ice cream bar. <laughs> and Magnum <laughs> is an old brand of condom. So no, like, I, I know. What were they thinking? <laughs> My point is that the Magnum ice cream bar is unsettling. When you're walking down the ice cream aisle and you just want some ice cream and I see the fucking, what is clearly a, an intentional, like, similarity in an ice cream bar branding, like, font typeface 
and the Trojan condom magnum, and I see that, and my mind equates the ice cream bar with that, it makes me feel strange. That's not what I want when I'm walking down the ice cream aisle. Let's dissect the packaging, okay? Okay. So the logo is a heart, which uh, curiously looks like a, a similar to a vagina almost. Right. <laughs> yeah, the okay. The words magnum, you're right, font. Font-wise, are very similar to the, com- the 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 condom company, right? It's also this weird, like, uh, 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 facsimile of fucking like Dove chocolate too. Yes, uh, the double is written like Dove. Yeah, and I think the double in cursive makes it sensual. But here's my biggest problem. Yeah, there are four different fonts on this packaging. <laughs> It looks like a bargain bin, like porno DVD that you grab (laughs) two for five dollars, you know? Or like those movies that like when Transformers came out, the first one straight to DVD was Transmorphers. Yeah, or fucking Atlantic Rim. (laughs) (laughs) We still watch a lot of those movies because there is some, uh, I used to work at Game Crazy when a lot of those were coming out. So we we connected to Hollywood Video, so we'd grab them and just watch them when there's no customers. (laughs) And Transformers has such bad acting. It's amazing. There's one action, quote unquote, action sequence where one character gets spun around Mm. and they hit a wall, but it's the slowest spin and they hit the wall in pantomime like they're hurt. It's amazing. Anyway, if you want to sync up, we're talking about Transformers. You know, speaking of injuries, I sustained a little injury myself this week. Did you know that? I didn't. What happened? Ooh, wouldn't you like to know? I do. I do very much. You know what? I'm going to tell you what happened. Okay. But right after, I let everybody know that my name is Mike. And I'm Bo. And you are <laughs> listening to Tope Suicida. It's what wrestling can be. be once again. 20 minutes before that. Woo! In the shithouse closet, on the shithouse couch, coming to you from separate locations, but together in our hearts and our minds. Mm-hmm. Doing a bad improv bit you won't hear. Uh-oh. Didn't work out the way we planned. Oh, it turned out gross. We're not going to air it. You won't hear it, but it was sexy until it wasn't. Speaking uh- <laughs> of sexy, speaking of sexy. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you about my injury. I uh, tried out a little bit of the old. Uh, now you may you. Oh, hang on. Let me get. Let me. Uh, why don't you guess how I got my injury? Let me just. Let me just see where. What kind of vibe I'm putting out these days? What do you think? So okay. So I'm gonna think about the hemispheres. It's very here. sexy. Is it a upper hemisphere or a lower hemisphere? Injury? Lower. Ooh. So I'm gonna say you stumped your toe. <laughs> You are incorrect, <laughs> okay. but you're not that far off. You stepped on something not sharp, but bigger than your heel, and you hurt your heel. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Getting warmer. You hit your knee. No, it's a foot-related thing. You tried to kick a stick with the top of your foot and really hurt it. Oh, yeah. I was doing some stick kicking. No, just kidding. <laughs> I wasn't. No, give me the activity. Tell me what you think I was doing when I sustained this injury. Making biscuits. Negatory. Much <laughs> sexier than that. Uh, 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 jumping jacks. <laughs> 
Bo, jumping jacks, unless you're nude, are like a one oh. out of ten sexy. If you're nude, it's like a six out of ten. Um, 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 um. You're um, cold. You're in, you're Antarctica right now, buddy. But I was good with the foot. Oh, you were good with the foot. You had a good foot. I think you you kicked something. You were playing. Uh, well, that's a good guess. If it's a foot injury, you <laughs> I don't fucking know what it is. Tell moron. Me. I can't guess anymore because I can't do it. I can't do it, and I won't. I won't guess anymore. I'm done. Okay. Please tell me. Here's you what I was doing. I suffered a little ankle injury the other day when my okay. ankle collided with uh, one of my very good friends. Uh, her, his live-in girlfriend's uh, mid-sized, like, sedan SUV thing. It's like a Kia Soul or something. Yeah. Uh, I was doing a little... little uh, little pole dance practice outside oh. his house. I told you it was sexy <laughs> on a stop sign on the corner. Yeah. And, uh, Getting I, sexier. Buddy, I went hard that first time. <laughs> I was just like, mm, I'm going to go for it. And, you know, I haven't gone for it <laughs> in any area of my life in a long time. And let me tell you, my body did not respond. <laughs> no, I wouldn't think so. No, nope. and the so. great thing about it was that I learned is that the you know it's like remember in Moonraker when Roger Moore is in the in the fucking astronaut like spinny thing that gives you never all the G's. It. What? Never saw it. <laughs> You've never seen Moonraker? Not a one. Okay, a one buddy. Okay, buddy. We haven't seen any Bond. I haven't, I haven't seen any Bond before Goldeneye. Not a one. Not a single one. You're an idiot. We're watching Moonraker. One. Moonraker is Moonraker is a, a classic for all the uh, unintentional reasons, my friend. Sure, it is. The point is, I wish I, wish I could go there with your reference, but I just can't. I'm the sorry. point is, once you get spinning on something. Okay. It's quite hard to stop spinning. So I had all of my weight, and I don't know if everybody knows this by now. I've mentioned it a couple times. I'm floating up around 205, 206 these days. So I had all of that fat in my ass behind, <laughs> behind me, and I had both hands on the pole, right, on the stop sign. Mm -hmm. But I had all this momentum, and I was trying to stop myself but I by like squeezing harder on the pole. Oh no! That did nothing. My my big fat ass just kept spinning around the pole, and I kept my my rate of spin kept increasing. Like I was picking, yeah. it was like a centrifuge. I was picking up momentum, and then I did that. Blacked out, and I <laughs> and I looked down, and I had this gnarly like road rash like burn on my ankle from hitting the tire, God. and. Uh, uh, Tina Turner was was the soundtrack to that. So just, and then just man, I'm glad you're okay. It was pretty sexy though. Yeah. Well, I will be. I'll be okay. I'll, I will yeah. be. You know, I'm a tough. guy. At least it wasn't embarrassing. You know, it was a sexy injury. It wasn't embarrassing. I'm injury. a tough guy. Yeah. It wasn't embarrassing. Well, it definitely wasn't embarrassing. There's definitely not a video of it. Uh, no, definitely not a business. Uh, business. Why did I say that? I'll tell you because we got to get to business. Huge news. Oh no. <laughs> I got one bit of huge news for you, Mike. I feel like one you know, bit oh, of huge news. Are we just changing the bit to huge? Are we changing the segment to huge news from well, off the top rope? I'm trying to test the waters. I still like off the top rope. You know, here we're off the top rope. Huge news. That's what this is right now. I just want to say that there's been a rumor on the dirt sheets. Okay, that, that so that slam. that means the Wrestling Observer newsletter, right? That's what yeah, dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we say the dirt sheets, <laughs> the what dirt we mean sheets. is Dave Meltzer says. 
Okay. Anyway, so uh, they're they're figuring out what they're gonna do for SummerSlam, right? And it's not gonna be where they're advertising it because it's not gonna be ready for them. So if they can't have an audience, the rumor is that they might rent out Hulk Hogan's private beach behind his house in Florida and have a literal bash at the mother fucking beach. <laughs> That's very exciting. But it probably won't happen, I'm sure, though. Do you remember when... Well, fuck, you were going to get to see it. Remember the episode of Nitro they did? I, I, And, and frankly, it might have been on Hogan's private beach. It pro- yeah. But like yeah, 20, 20 years prior. But no, this that's just that's just huge news on the. It's not even news. Huge, huge rumor. That's <laughs> what it is. Why but is that? Get, why is that going to be cool though? Outside, anything outside really gets me going. I love it. I don't know I that this outside. qualifies as huge news, though. <laughs> I don't. It's huge. This will be the first outside wrestling event with no audience of all time. <laughs> It sound that sounds bad. Like that sounds, <laughs> it doesn't sound good. It well, might be. Well, well, let's watch Money in the Bank this weekend. Nope. And and if that's any good with the weird concept it has, then maybe the beach one will be weird too. Oh God, I forgot about. It. Yeah. Well, you know, I. Uh... Well, Money in the Bank is that was actually uh, two days ago. Pretty interesting event. We won't talk about it. Anymore, oh, right. Yeah, we watched definitely it. watched it. We watched it for sure. Anyway, that's the only huge news I have. Okay, but... that was a waste of a fucking sound cue. <laughs> that was a waste of a sound cue. Jesus Christ. Hey, Bo. What? I got a fucking question for you. Now it's time to say who you really like. Who do you think is the neatest tights? Who would you pay to see pretend to fight? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite wrestler? That's a great question, Mike, and I have a good answer. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Are you fucking ready? I'm ready! It is, drum roll, hangman Adam Page! Has he been your favorite wrestler before? Yes, he has. And he's been yours, too. I think he was yours, and the next week he was mine. And now he's mine again, and here's why. Because I'm a big fan of being the elite. You know that. I send you <laughs> clips all the time that you ignore. I get it. <laughs> I watch them. I just don't get it. And he, uh, Hangman Adam Page, he's uh, taking COVID extremely seriously. That's why he has not been there for the recording of all the Dynamites. I don't think he'll be there for the next set of recordings for Dynamite. And he hasn't even really been on being the elite lately. Yeah, just because he's but trying this, to do the social, to be good about social. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but this week he did send in a video that his one of his kids or his wife helped him do, where he was teaching everyone how to make uh, uh, sourdough bread because that's a big trend going on right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it was a fake set, a fake segment. He really didn't make it. It was just funny. It was fun to hear Hangman giggle and laugh. So that's why he's my favorite wrestler because he made me giggle and laugh. On a YouTube show on Monday. Well, shit, that's a yesterday. good enough reason. Fuck it. One more reason. I have to read you something. Okay. That I've been sitting on since this COVID thing happened. Okay. And that is Hangman Adam Page's press release about COVID. Oh, and I yeah. I'll okay. read it to you. All right. Because I think you'll like it. So let me pull it up here real quick. Of course, now that I'm on mic, everything takes longer than I normally anticipated. All right. So. At the top of the PR letter, it has his big logo. You know his sweeping hangman logo, Adam Page, under it? 
Uh, above that, though, it says typed onto a piece of paper by an AEW errand boy at the behest of dr- at the drunken behest of Hangman Adam Page, <laughs> as follows. Amid the current rapidly evolving COVID-19 situation, quote, Hangman Adam Page wishes to inform you that he will be taking necessary precautions to ensure his continued health and safety, as well as the health and safety of his fans across the globe. In addition to the suggestions and mandates from health organizations and government officials, quote, Hangman Adam Page will be committed to the following actions. Number one. Hangman Adam Page will, for the time being, no longer be able to accept beer from any fans that should be in the attendance of, of events. Adam will now be traveling with his own beverages to consume and looks forward to instances of conveniently appearing unopened beverages. Number two. Hangman Adam Page will not now be exclusively drinking whiskey in hopes that the higher alcohol content will help stave off potential infection. <laughs> Number three. In future wrestling exhibitions, Hangman Adam Page will be avoiding applying any wrestling holds that create close contact with opponents' faces. This includes maneuvers like the belly-to-belly suplex, the mandible claw, and the thing he did that time where Frankie Kazarian spit on him, and then he licked it up and spit it back on him in an act of defiance. <laughs> in addition to these necessary actions, Hangman Adam Page would like to further encourage his fans to follow these proper precautions and practices. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, especially after you're in a public place. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth, and unwashed hands. Avoid public gatherings if possible. Buy a six-pack of Corona beer. Honestly, they have nothing to do with this and did nothing wrong. Apply your turn signal before changing lanes. Consider the benefits of Medicare for All system, which U.S. citizens can get rapidly and without considerable cost to them should they begin to display symptoms of the coronavirus or any other malady possibly preventing its infection and spread. Lastly, try ordering pineapple as a topping on your pizza. Honestly, I've changed my mind on it. It's badass. Make sure to put it in there. Stay safe. Sign Adam. Hand wash. Paid. Wow. I love it. Great I, PSA. It is, it is serious, but also a little jokey in there. Little jokes. And I like it. He's my favorite wrestler because he wrestled. Who's your favorite wrestler? Great pick. Love love the pick. Tremendous pick. Perfect pick. That's all I'm gonna say. Wow. And I really That's wish really that, make- I really wish that the Tope Suicida could co-sign at the bottom of that Adam Page mm-hmm. PSA. I can just copy I can just put it on there and send it to him. <laughs> Adam, we signed this. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Check the uh, Tope Suicida Twitter feed as well as, I'm sure, Adam Hangman Page's Twitter feed if you want to see yeah. uh, the Tope Suicida official stamp of approval on Adam Page's PSA. So you want to hear my favorite wrestler, huh? Mm-hmm. I bet you do. Well, guess what? It's a little bit sexy. I feel like you're stalling again. Are you stalling? Or is it really sexy? Hey, Bo, listen to me. Mm-hmm. I I don't think there's anything wrong with someone having multiple sexy bits in a single show. Oh, all right. I just didn't know you are so horned up over there. I got it. I'm kidding. It's not sexy. <laughs> it's really grotesque. You know actually. who it is. You know who it is. You know I who don't. My, you know who my fucking favorite wrestler is. I don't. Who's the only wrestler in the world right now? Jericho. Well... Lance Archer. You know what? Actually, yeah, it's a fucking tie. It's okay. 
Because I was like, before this, I was like, oh, is it Jericho? Oh, is it Lance Archer? Oh, oh really? Oh. So I guessed right. You guessed times. right on both of the Fuck finalists. Yeah. So go, go, man. this might be the first ever time where we're going to get to have a tie for favorite wrestler because I love what Lance Archer is doing in the ring. He's kicking more ass than anyone should have a right to. Mm-hmm. They're booking him intelligently. Uh, I'm loving everything that he's doing, watching him throw Marco Stunt around, watching him manhandle Colt Cabana. Uh, I quite liked his match with Dustin. Oh, it was very good. I liked it. Was it was my favorite match last week for sure. It was fun, and it was a real old school kind of, you know, brawler wrestling match. Uh, it's what, like the length of it and shit was like what, like the pace of it is, I felt, what the Moxley Hager match should have been. Yeah. that one went on too long. Yeah. Because the I, start of that was fire with all the catch wrestling. That was cool as hell. And then it well, moved on to the other. Well, it was cooler to, than yeah. the hardcore shit. To the untrained eye, perhaps Fuck it was cool. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm glad my neighbors heard that. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay. but when you're watching catch something that's purporting to be catches catch can, which is catch a col- catch a hold anywhere you can, catch a Colt cabana, catch a Colt cabana anywhere you can, and you watch it, and you're like, okay, well, there's a hold, there's a hold, there's a hold, there's a hold, there's a hold. If you wanted it, there's a hold, there's a hold, there's a hold, there's. A hold. You're wanting there's a hold. Sit in that hold for a while. That's what you're wanting. No, I'm just, I'm just wanting the real. Oh God, I'm gonna use the word facsimiles a lot in this fucking episode. Real <laughs> representations of shoot wrestling holds performed in an intelligent way in a believable sequence. You just hate Hagar so much. No, I don't hate. I don't <laughs> hate him. It's just like. An arm triangle isn't a new thing. You guys have been doing <laughs> an ta- arm okay, triangle I for agree 20 with you. years. I, I will concede he's he's no chairman. I get it. So no one is. But anyway, that's great. So I love the tie. Uh, Lance is my favorite in the yeah. ring. Jerrica is my favorite on the mic. Uh, I really think they should consider making him a permanent part of the broadcast booth for Dynamite because he's the best commentator that I've heard in a long time other than Don Callis. God, you love Don Cowles. I do. He's pretty, he's pretty good. Yeah, I would agree. Here's the thing. I have a question, though. Tell me. Uh, since uh, Dull or Nothing is the end of this month, who do you have for the TNT title? Cody or, or Lance? Okay. I, I think it's probably going to be Cody, but in a surprising way. So, like, he'll Lance will be overconfident. Cody will roll him up steal the belt then lance will hurt him very very badly <laughs> and they'll protect him that way and they'll but cody will be the champ because i feel, I feel like cody's gotta have a belt you know yeah i think he'll lose though yeah i think lance i think lance is gonna take it mm. i think it'll be one of those it'll just be like the dustin match but just a bit longer mm. and more ups and downs and like he's got it now he's got it more back and forth i don't know mm. i feel like i feel like they want to put because Cody, without the belt, is still a name within the company, you know? Yeah. But Lance is a new name and fre- t- fresh talent for American audiences, mostly. Yeah. So, like, give him the belt. And in the same way they gave Jericho the belt in the opposite effect. Mm-hmm. Because they know he can run the company as the champion. Right. So, I don't know. That's just me. We'll see here in a few weeks. Who knows yeah. what that show is going to be? Like, where is it going to be? No audience, obviously. Probably in Florida, because Florida... 
wrestlers are essential so they can record down there if they want. Yeah, thanks, no audience. Thanks, WWE. I hope yeah. a lot of people order the pay-per-view and kind of yeah. support the product because uh, it's a good thing. I mean, I feel it's like it's good. definitely a good thing if you're a wrestling fan to have AEW around. I was going to say, yeah, even if you don't like the product and, and their and their talent that they have, competition's always good because it's going to make WWE, if not try harder, or not try better, be better, but try harder, you know? Y'all need to try better. You know, you need to try better. Uh, we're coming out to Main Street. You need to get your dancing legs on or you're not part of this tag team. Now, oh. boss. Doot, mm. doot, doot. Man, oh, dude, dude, dude. Can I change my answer for favorite wrestler? <laughs> I want to. I'm sort of doing a Bobby the Brain Heenan thing here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's gonna be real fast. I love those other guys. I love them. I love them. Love them. Mm-hmm. Love them. Love them. Love them. But my real favorite wrestlers this week are the Revival. I don't know who that is. That name has been scorched earth. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they're gonna be called, they're my favorite wrestlers because I think they're the rejected. I they're think. whatever. It doesn't matter what they're called. It doesn't matter what they're still the using the FTR. Is. It starts with an R. Anyway, why? Tell me. Go. Because they're the best tag team in the fucking world. Yeah. And I really like Dax Hardwood more than Hardwood. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, but it's Hardwood. It's not Hardwood. It's Hardwood to me forever. You know that now. <laughs> you should tweet so. him that. Be like, you know what? It's Hardwood to me <laughs> just forever. Tweet, just tweet, hey, thought it was Hardwood, dude. <laughs> That's the whole tweet. <laughs> Could we uh, maybe retcon this to make it hardwood? Because that's definitely <laughs> what I read time. when I saw it the first time. Dax, you have not premiered yet. You still got time to throw that D in there. Got to throw the D in. Um, all right. Well, I love our wrestlers, our favorite wrestlers. Me too. I love them so much. I think yeah. they're great. Yeah. Uh, some of them have uh, qualities of the next thing we get to here and that. And that is... Mike, what do you have for me? My first is it shit house. Yeah. Here we go. In three, two, one. Is it shit house? Let's see here. Ooh, okay. Jerry Lawler used to do Black Mass in 1980. I'm watching it again. I gotta watch it a third time real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better every time. <laughs> so good. All right. What it is? It's it's yeah. It's Jerry Lawler <laughs> doing a spinning, I guess, a heel kick. Yeah. He's trying to do the black mask that Alistair Black does, does where he goes real, spins real fast and just clocks a dude in the cheek on his face <laughs> with his entire, is it the top of his foot or is it the bottom of his foot? Black mask. Uh, well, I mean, if you really wanted to knock someone out with it, top, you throw it with your heel. And if you were trying to teach someone a lesson, you'd point your toe so you hit him with the flat of the foot, which I'm sure is what Alistair does. And Jerry did what? Jerry missed. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry missed this individual's head by a, by by about eight inches, and I believe grazed uh, a nipple with his toes. Well, let's be fair. Jerry's shoulder strap is still up, so he ha- he doesn't mean business yet. That's true. So- I bet when he pulls that strap down, he will get the the height to get that kick. Oh man, that's maybe true. Maybe this is just him warming up, kind of getting getting limber. Is it shit house though? Is it shit house? No, it's not. It's 
goofball. Okay. It's goof house, but okay, I love it. Okay, all right. Well, okay, I hear what you're saying. I do. Are but, you up the ante? Are you up hey, the ante? No, no, no. I just want you to reconsider because I'm about to send you a screen cap right now, and it might change <laughs> your opinion of what we just saw. Okay, so the <laughs> screenshot is just mid-kick, right? Um, but here's the thing. Low-quality cameras result in his foot looking like... Uh, like underneath the uh, speeder in Star Wars before the... the uh, yeah, the, the blur-out. Yeah, the wheels, blur-out the with the Vaseline out. on the lens. Or like uh, if you watch The Flash, like when they animate Flash, that's him. So it looks like his leg is going extremely fast. <laughs> because of the speed trick that this image creates, uh, I'm going to say yes, it's shithouse, because maybe maybe he kicked him really hard, you know? What if it was just a gust of wind that blew his opponent over? <laughs> and I don't know if you know this uh, about Jerry Lawler. It's not documented that he has control over wind. So I don't if he if he does if he can do that it, yeah it's shit house yeah because he controls the element of air like anyway, an airbender pretty cool kind of wish I would have remembered to use that for the Karate Man special <laughs> is Jerry Lawler an airbender <laughs> fucking might be I don't know I don't know. We don't need to go any further in discussing it. I just want to throw that out there. If you want to write in, topesuicidapod at gmail.com. You can tell us if you think Jerry Lawler's an airbender. Yeah, let us uh, know if you not. think he's an airbender. Also, what what you think of Air, of Avatar The Last Airbender? Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally think it's a classic film. So I is the, oh, the film. Oh, the film. Yeah, the film was great. M. Yeah. Night, love him. He's He took it. He adapted it. Took great characters, made them all white, perfect. You got something for me, though, don't you? I, you know, I do. Maybe it's you should called, show it to me instead of it's just stalling. Called, oh, it's just called stalling. It's, it's just called Cow. You need audio for it. It's called it Cow? To, yeah, and it goes to Facebook. I called it Cow for me. Like Moo Cow. To, yeah, and I'm, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I okay. linked it to my URL and not our Slack, so. All right, hang on, hang on. Make sure you're logged into Facebook. All right. All make right. sure you're logged into Facebook. Uh, it's a minute 34. It's sports announcer during quarantine. Uh, tell me uh, when you press play on it. Okay. Let's see. We've got uh, what appears to be a bad lip readings video. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, hello. Look at this. I've got a Facebook notification. Just a moment. Well, don't look at that. <laughs> Just a moment. Let me see what this. Uh... <sighs> I gotta edit this part see. out for serious. No, 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 no. Let me see. No, oh, I'm gonna... hey, LJ. We want to thank you very much for liking the Tope Suicida podcast. Another like. We hit our like quota for May, brother, and we're already five days in. Woo! <laughs> Right. One like per month. That's how we do it. Okay, tell me when you press play. Sports announcer during quarantine. Here we go. In oh wait, what is there supposed to be? Uh, is it supposed to be at one minute or is it no. supposed to start at zero? Zero. Okay. All right. Press play. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he 
saw a fucking cow in a swimming pool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Michael, yeah, did you enjoy shit that? <laughs> definitely shit I out. love when the owner is like getting the, his dog out of the uh, out of the pool, right? But in the background, because it's a blurry video, because it's a security camera, you see the, the cow like bucking <laughs> like a rodeo cow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And the other dog is flipping out. It's just so good. And there's a fucking cowboy out of nowhere. Oh man, the when the the cowboy's entrance. Like I I I want you to take that video cuz it's great the way it is. Yeah. But I want you to go ahead and put Stone Cold's entrance music uh, for it's, the cowboy. It's it's like the surprise third act that you just don't expect are these fucking two guys on horses come out of the woods like fucking Robin of Loxley, you know? It's great. So, is it shit house? Absolutely, it's shit house. That is great to hear. I'm glad you yeah, liked it. Completely shit house. So many shit house things about that video. Yeah. I mean, number one, it's a fucking cow in a guy's <laughs> backyard. You know, like. The dogs are shithouse for chasing the cow into a fucking pool. The cow is shithouse for jumping into a fucking pool. I have a question. I wonder, do you think the dogs belong to the cowboys or the owner? Because here's a scenario I picture. I picture the, the cow dogs? got loose. Yeah. The dogs the belong to the, the, how, the homeowner. Okay. So that means the cow got loose and the cowboys were chasing the cow through the forest. <laughs> Correct. They were like, oh, fuck. Angel is missing. <laughs> we need to find her. She went that away, and then they took off on their trusty steeds and ended up in some just some dude's backyard and <laughs> and had to lasso a fucking cow out of a swimming pool. It's very cool and very shit I'm glad you liked it. So what is your last one? Oh man, this is uh this one right here is special, and this is going to debut, I'm sorry, this is going to take us right into the match that we have today. Oh. This is the debut of a certain move that factors very heavily into this rivalry between Mitsuharu Misawa and Kenta Kobayashi. So, in 1998... Kenta Kobashi debuted the move that is now widely regarded as one of the most devastating in all of pro wrestling. Uh, he didn't invent it. Actually, I believe a woman in uh, all Japan pro wrestling, women's wrestling, uh, invented the maneuver. Uh, but he made it popular because the world is screwed up. Question. Yeah. Are you saying this move is more dangerous than Jerry Lawler's Black Mask? I don't know that I would go that far. Okay. But this is the first time that I think a lot of people saw this move. This is, I believe, the first time that uh, Kenta Kobashi did this move. Uh, it's, of course, known as the Burning Hammer. This got a little bit of airplay for a more modern audience when Brian Kendrick uh, performed this move on uh, Kota Ibushi in the Cruiserweight Classic, uh, much to the delight of Mauro Ranallo and Daniel Bryan, who freaked out. But I think this is the this is the first time that a lot of people saw it. It was in All Japan Pro Wrestling, I believe in 1998, during a tag team match. This is for you, Bo. Is it shithouse? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he's 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 made made his wife a widow. Cause yeah, that 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 killed him. 
his neck his neck is is now broken. That what was, about the yes. announcer? Yeah. Yeah, it was shithouse. The whole thing shithouse. All of it. Everything. The, the announcer's to, like, to it's a, oh, Argentine backbreaker. Backbreaker. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, it's not. It's definitely not. Oh, I thought. Oh no, he fell on his head. That's not a backbreaker. It's a head crusher. Oh, the announcer is so excited about it. Oh. No, it was, it was yeah, it was shit house. It makes me want to go back and watch that cruiserweight classic because that was a fucking awesome tournament. It was. It was a lot of fun, and that match in particular was very good. Yeah, that's what you know. What I think did we nail three for three shit houses today? Well. No. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did it. I, ch- I changed. I turned. You, yeah. 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 After I showed you the freeze frame of Jerry. <laughs> the freeze Jerry. frame was crucial. You know what, man? I think the uh, fucking the, the courage to try and execute one of the more difficult moves in all of martial arts, like the spinning heel kick, if you don't know any karate, <laughs> itself is already shithouse like jerry being like yeah you know what fuck it i'm gonna do some karate tonight clearly no training clearly no practice not even a thought about that shit you know what fuck it i'm gonna bust out a fucking wheel kick you know what the crowd popped so that's fine he did it <laughs> he, he missed his face <laughs> oh, he missed, I, he missed. I think he missed i think he missed his stomach as well i think he, he missed, missed his whole body there was no uh, that's why i'm like it was a gust of wind man the move was <laughs> the move was so devastating that the inertia and the wind knocked his opponent over <laughs> okay so if that's going to lead into the match Tell us about the match we have coming up. This is a normal episode, everyone. How exciting. Can you believe we're doing a normal episode? My there's God. No, there's no Tope Drips here. There's no Tope Suicida Presents. There's no Watchamania. It's a normal fucking match. This is a no. regular episode of Tope Suicida. With and a new series we're starting. What is it? That's right. Since we finished up with the uh, Kenny Omega, Kazuchika Okada, uh, I don't know, Quatrain, I guess. There are four matches that they had in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, I thought it would be a lot of fun to take a look at another rivalry that was absolutely uh, volcanic in Japan, which was the rivalry that took place between Mitsuharu Misawa and Kenta Kobashi in All Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, I think if you look at All Japan Pro Wrestling, there were certainly a lot of stars in the 90s that they put out, uh, and several of them were international stars like Stan Hansen, Dr. Death Steve Williams. But uh, to me, the two names that really stand out, my two favorites are Kenta Kobashi and Mitsuharu Misawa, and they had uh, back-to-back matches of the year according to Dave Meltzer, in 1998 and 1999, and then again the match of the year in 2003 when they wrestled in Pro Wrestling Noah. Wait, when was the first one again? 98. That's going to be the one we're going to be watching today. I'm so excited. I'm very excited because I know nothing about this. Like like the Kenny Omega uh, and the Golden Lovers thing. That was the Golden Lovers? No. Kenny Omega and, and I forgot his name. Fucking. Kota Ibushi? Yeah, no. Oh, because it should go Okada. Okay, right, reset. Yeah. What was I saying, though? <laughs> I you were saying reset. that you, you knew about that rivalry, right? you didn't yes, know about Yeah, so I, I don't know anything about them at yeah. all. I'm excited. So, how do the listeners find this match if they want to watch it? Oh, man, it's on YouTube, baby. It's free for all. It just give yourself a, a Misawa Kobashi 
in the search bar. This match takes place on, um, I believe, October the 31st, 1998. And Bo, actually, uh, I have a request for you. Sure. Don't click the link that I sent you. I already did. Oh, well, go back to the very beginning. Okay, so it's at the beginning. Yeah, it took me to 47. Yeah, it, it, for whatever reason, it copied okay. at the current time. and yeah. Okay, so the match is the first one? Yes. It's okay. October 31st, 1998. Masawa and Kobashi had wrestled several times previously, and they had always been great matches. If you look up uh, Masawa-Kobashi rivalry, you'll see how many times they wrestled between, I don't know, I'm trying to remember the first time they wrestled. I think it was like, you know, the early 90s. They had several matches, and they were all fantastic. But these three, the one they had in 98, uh, the one they'll have in 99, and then the one they'll have in 2003 are all uh, match of the year, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. This was like the culmination of what I would say are the two biggest stars of All Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, or certainly my two favorite stars. So this is going to be really fun. Uh, I think it's also notable to point out that the American wrestling that was going on right now in 1998, very different than what we're about to watch. But Yeah, I saw the the date and I was going to, right when you finished, I was going to be like, and also let's put it into perspective. But yeah, you're right. Like this is lining up with kind of the Monday Night Wars almost, but it's completely different. This is wrestling style wise. Yeah, this is now we're into the Attitude Era Full, uh, pushing the envelope, sports entertainment, uh, mature content, all that stuff. And in Japan, this is what's happening. A clash of titans presented in the most respectful, serious way possible. Ladies and gentlemen, a non-binary wrestling maniacs, the ultimate championship battle of cool dads is now mere moments from getting underway and our capacity crowd is already lusty for a shithouse throwdown here at the Budokan, the most sexual of all the Japanese sports arenas. Just as this horde of extremely polite and reserved wrestling fans can no longer withstand the sexual anticipation of the arrival of their heroes, their prayers are finally answered as the Emerald God of Grappling and Love, Mitsuharu Misawa, strides down the aisle, a look of grim focus etched upon his beautiful and statuesque visage. I love the music already. This is Misawa's the music theme, man, already the fucking is And you can hear the crowd screaming, Misawa, Misawa, with his uh, music, which I believe is also the theme of some anime. With the rapturous cheers for Misawa still echoing throughout the cavernous and sexual halls of the Budokan, our sherbet-clad champion of desire and muscles and fried chicken lunch boxes, Kenta Kobashi lopes confidently toward the ring with the three 
golden belts of the Triple Crown Championship. What's the belts this fella has here? This is a uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling's top title, uh, which is called the Triple Crown Championship, which is actually kind of like the unification of three other titles. So they carry, they always carry three belts to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, that reminds me of like Bette Midler. Does that make any sense? No. Like it's like gaudy and 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 loud and like knows its level of talent is off the charts, you know? Yeah, you want to talk about off the charts. Let's take a look at Kobashi and Misawa's hair here. Yeah, it's a good this is uh 98, huh? It's a good 98 little uh poof. As our titans are introduced, a gaggle of young boys showers them with beautiful multicolored streamers, reassuring everyone in attendance that this match is the coolest thing in the fucking world. And with the party favors now cleared from the ring, the bell sounds signaling the start of this epic battle of beautiful shithouse ads. Just big old dads ready to fight. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, Misawa, I believe, smoked like two packs a day. I mean, if you're working out that much, which you probably was, you gotta have your pleasures, I guess. It's like when I see a person going out of a yoga studio back when things were open. Yeah. They roll up their yoga mat and they get on their bicycle but be smoking a cigarette while they're cycling away from yoga. It was very weird. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Yeah, it's all at once. Wow. Kobashi is the aggressor early on, ladies and gentlemen, as he plucks Misawa out of the air like an annoyed panther swatting a flying squirrel mid-flight, and he plants him with a devastating power slam. Our Sherbert King is not finished, however, as he captures Misawa in a crossface chicken wing and then snaps him to the floor with a textbook sad Russian leg sweep. He's got those dad abs. Love the dad abs. Yeah, Kabashi's a fucking shithouse. God damn it. Just like how much wider he is, too. Yeah. I mean, Misawa's a shithouse, too. Yeah. But, like, Kobashi's a shithouse. Man, I miss these normal-ass episodes. <laughs> Misawa is in trouble now, folks, as the stronger Kobashi now has both of the challenger's arms ensnared, putting tremendous pressure on Misawa's AC joints. And if Misawa cannot find a way out, I fear that he will not even be able to lift the 11 cigarettes he planned on smoking after this match. Uh, did you see how Misawa looked like Clayton for a second? <laughs> <laughs> He kind of does. He and Okada do look very similar. <laughs> they made me definitely made the Clayton face. But what is this? Misawa springs to life like a tormented possum clawing at the eyes of the shitty teenage boy who would not stop shooting at it with that goddamn 
BB gun like a beautiful green cyclone. Misawa now unfurls a hideous spinning crescent kick that would make even Chuck Norris gasp in wonder. Like the stick, the kick looked like stiff and not fluid like a martial arts master, but it still made cool contact. Yeah, totally, yeah totally. it's definitely clear also that Misawa doesn't know karate. <laughs> At least it hit him, though, you know, it got to his Oh, face. no, it definitely hit him. It's, it's, it's kind of, it does. It looks funny, but it was, it was kind of sick, too. <laughs> Misawa is on a roll now, ladies and gentlemen, as he sends Kobashi to the outside and then takes flight with the intention of squashing his larger opponent. But like a father frustrated by years of trying to teach an uncoordinated son how to throw a baseball properly, Kobashi explodes up from the floor in a rage. Stuffing the descending Misawa with a drop kick that screams, I do not do this kind of thing very often. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, uh, I just need you to dive into my foot, stomach first. Uh, If you want to sync up, uh, (laughs) there was definitely a dad countering another dad with a drop kick out of midair. Kobashi is in full control now, folks, as he hits Masawa with a pair of terrible backdrop drivers and then chops him right in the fucking forehead. Now what in God's name did Masawa do to deserve a chop to his fucking forehead? Did he take your mother out on a date and pretend to forget his wallet and then after eating his fill of shrimp did he get up from the table and under the pretense of using the restroom did he instead use that opportunity to escape in his silver Pontiac Trans Am having no intention to ever call your poor mother again Kenta Kobashi Surely this cannot be, for Misawa is a man of honor and love. But Kobashi will hear no arguments right now, ladies and gentlemen. And his revenge takes the form of a terrible submission maneuver in which he stretches Misawa from head to heels like a god. Damn lime flavored laffy taffy. <laughs> Fuck. Oh! 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 That was fucking awesome. Oh! Thought he had he thought he had him countered. He did Fuck not that. have him countered. He's got the godfather of all Boston crabs on now. Just sit down. Just sit down. Oh, <laughs> deep. Oh god, Misawa, kick your legs. Squirm, do anything oh, you can. Goes. Jesus Christ, Misawa just will not die, ladies and gentlemen. He's not only back on his feet, but he's back in the fucking air, harpooning the champion with a missile like Tope Suasuna. If we had a time machine, would you travel to 1990 with me? Let's we'll hang out. Yeah. Cool. That would it. that would be my superpower, man. If Ooh. I could pick one, it would be time travel. 
That's fun. You know? Yeah, it is fun. You know, you could, whenever you needed it, you could just take a break and go hang out in some time that wasn't your own and be like a stranger to everyone, but get to be a, you know, an observer. <laughs> Come back one second later. Bo, where did you get this beard? What happened? Don't I've been worry. gone for 27 years. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's all a really good wrestling match, though. Kobashi's fighting spirit is strong, but Misawa does not give one single shit about that now as he suplexes Kobashi on his head and then stones him mid-shoulder tackle with a devastating elbow to the face. Fuck. He goes for the shoulder tackle and gets elbowed the fuck out. Right in the fucking face! It's all Misawa now, ladies and gentlemen. And I would wager that it is almost time to turn out the lights and head for home because it looks like the challenger is setting up to execute his bread and butter, the legendary Tiger Driver! Oh! I love, I do love the three count where the ref hits, but the ref also knows that they kicked. It's so good because the match must go on. Mm. Somehow, Kobashi has recovered. There are no words for what we are witnessing as the champion strikes back with a cringe-inducing dragon suplex. Oh, don't do that. Oh, no. Dragon. Oh. Dragon suplex. Oh, he's hit his head so many times in this match. Every right. move Kenta oh. does hurts your head. Yep. Still kicks. Christ. And now it is Kobashi who looks to turn out the lights as he's got Masawa set up for the burning hammer. But, oh, Masawa counters, but it's Kobashi now. He still crushes him with a savage burning lariat. Who would you rather have be your dad? Um... I think Masaba has more, because of the face, he has more knowledge in his face. I don't know if he actually does, but like as a human, oh. he seems like he has more knowledge. He's got an older face. I would rather have Kobashi be my dad be, just because I feel like I'm more scared of Masawa. And like, he seems like he would be sterner, whereas Kobashi would be like... Dad. A cool, like a cooler, more laid back kind of dad, you know? Yeah. You're real fun dad energy. Like Pete Holmes, comedian Pete Holmes has a thing where he talks about Donald Trump has fun dad energy, which is why he was elected. <laughs> <laughs> so, my hands smell like bleach. So huh. bleach some stuff. Huh. Just, that's an aside. That's not about the match. Kobashi now scales the turnbuckles like a hungry grizzly bear hoping to crack open a beehive for a sweet, sweet snack. But Misawa has somehow filled the honeycomb with battery acid. He stuns the champion with an elbow on the apron and then takes him straight to hell with a tiger driver to the concrete floor. Jesus! Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, man, that elbow. Oh, beautiful. Oh, shit. Oh, driver. Fuck. Oh! God. 
No way! God, that's just the floor. That's just the floor. Holy fuck! That's a turning point right there. That's a it's momentum just, changer. You thought it was going to be on the turnbuckle, right? You thought it was going to be on the hardest part of the ring, but then <laughs> it was the hardest part of the world, <laughs> the ground. Oh, Bo, you've never said anything so was good. That, is, that was intelligent, yeah? It's going to be Misawa! Ladies and gentlemen, Misawa is going to regain the title! He's got Kobashi hooked back in the ring, and he drives him neck first into the canvas! It's a Tiger Driver 91! Oh, fuck. Here comes another Tiger Driver. Tiger Driver. I agree. I'll sync up. 25 years. Triple H. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. Tiger Driver 91. Fuck that move. Tiger Driver 91. Fuck that move. It's awesome. <laughs> what am I even watching? Jesus Christ. This is like if Jesus fought the fucking Megazord and with Kobashi now apparently playing the role of our immortal lord and savior he resurrects himself and nearly decapitates Misawa with another burning fucking lariat yeah he's dead I can feel the pulse in my hand because I'm squeezing my mic so hard I absolutely cannot deal with the toughness of these men, ladies and gentlemen. These men are made of different shit than the rest of us are made of. They are made of steel and love and passion and biceps. Misawa is back on his feet now, for Christ's sake, and he calmly adds another chapter to the already legendary sexual history of the Budokan Arena by unleashing a fully torqued, roaring elbow that sends the champion to the canvas. Oh. God. Oh! God, he did an extra oh. spin on that one. Put a little bit of spice on that elbow. Woo! A little bit of uh, Old Bay seasoning on that elbow. God, he kicks out again. Oh. For fuck's sake. They're going to kill each other. <laughs> this is... This is as in Isn't it great? Sorry. Go. No, isn't it great, though, yeah. that we both freak out about an elbow and think, like, how is that not it? This cannot be real. This cannot be real life. Ladies and gentlemen, Is another elbow for Misawa comes and another tiger suplex. But Kobashi refuses to capitulate. He is only a man, and nevertheless, he conducts himself as a god. But even a man like Hercules, the son of a god, had limitations. And Misawa finally shows us 
Kobashis as he short circuits the champion's central nervous system with a trio of hellacious elbows. Oh, fuck, that double left oh, right? Oh, yeah. That left right yes. elbow hook is fucking awesome. Fucking left right, he got him. That's it. Three. That fucking rules. My fucking god, that elbow combo! Misawa is victorious! And once again, our emerald father of weekend fun time has delivered a triumph so sublime that it sends his 14,000 children of the spirit into a rapturous pandemonium. Misawa is the triple crown champion for the fourth time and as God is my witness, nothing has ever felt more right in the history of the fucking world. Mike, Mike, Mike. That double elbow is the coolest thing I've ever seen in professional wrestling. <laughs> that double elbow is the best move ever, and I want every wrestler to steal it. It's so good. Oh, my God. Now, Mike, I might be Can a you... bit drunk right now, but uh, 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 that match fucking was awesome. <laughs> that was like a 45-minute war that was ended with that double elbow combo. I've never seen it before. I've not once seen a left-right jab with elbows. I've never seen it. In my illustrious wrestling career, I've never seen it. I am gobsmacked. That was Dude, match, that was uh, if you want to sync up, that was match one and three that we're doing of these two fuckers. <laughs> I'm pumped. <laughs> Uh, I, I made a note, uh, very poorly written, because like I said, I've been drinking over the match, yeah. and it was again, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. forty-five minutes long. So, but did it feel like? 45? No, I'll tell you what. The amount of sweat that I'm sweating right now from every fall, every <laughs> uh, like uh, slow count, not slow count, but uh, near fall. Yeah, uh, and I want to say that in this match, like every single hit, every every oh. single brainbuster suplex, because that happened a lot to Port Masawa. Every single thing mattered, and it was all impactful. It was, it was done so expertly and beautifully. Fuck. Fuck. There's something so cool about watching. Um, it doesn't have to just be wrestling. It can be anything. It could be a fucking, you know, it could be an anime. It could be a movie. It could be whatever. But, like, the idea that two guys are going into something, and they know, okay, this is going to hurt. A lot. Yeah. But I am here because I want to be here, and it's time to see who the man is. Like, this is my art form. I take it seriously. Yeah. It, it is a sport. Yeah. I just love the Japanese culture. It still persists to this day. Like I said, like we said, this is 98, but it's still, it's presented as a sport in Japan. It's not, yeah. you know, sports entertainment. Um, So, like, they take this shit seriously, and I just love, again, every hit matters. It's perfect. God, fuck. I'm so glad you brought this series to me. Thank you. Thanks, uh, Mike. Yeah, man. Man. Hey, but what I want to know about this match is yeah, what yeah. did Meltzer score it out of five? Out of his five-star system, what did Meltzer score it? This was a five. This was a perfect Which five. And uh, Misawa and Kabashi had had several matches before this. I believe this is their first 
at least according to Dave, their first five-star match. But before this, they had had several, like, four and a half, four and three quarters, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, this one's not quite a five. We'll give it a four and a half. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you yeah. judge such a thing. I don't know. But uh, I think this was a good place to uh, pick up in their rivalry, and then we'll ride it through these three matches that Dave thought were matches. Do you know what the rivalry was before this? Like, like, was it just off mat, like one off matches or was it thick and heavy? Is that a term thick and heavy? Ooh, thick and heavy. I like that. Um, were they the two top stars and they just fight each other over and over or what? You know, I, I don't, I don't think it's fair for me to say that Kobashi and Misawa were the two biggest stars in all Japan for wrestling because I don't know because I wasn't there. I'm not a big a big enough of a wrestling historian to really be able to say something like that, but I do know that they wrestled many times before this. Uh, I think the first time was in December of 93. That was apparently a four and three quarters match, according to Dave. <laughs> I like you. They wrestled. You have the whole rating system about in front of you with all their matches. I do. Yeah, they wrestled again in '95, <laughs> which was four. They wrestled uh-huh. again in '96, which was four and three quarters. I'm glad you used my 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 restroom break to a perfect like. That's the way to use it is to find these scores. <laughs> I'm then s- they wrestled three times in 1997, and they were all four plus. <laughs> I don't know why we're just not watching all of these for the series. It goes on for like eight, ten matches. That's too much. Honestly, that's why I was like, that's why, really, I was like, man, we should just do a Misawa retrospective where we go through his entire career. But we'll uh, get there. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, (laughs) so many matches of the same guy. I love it. So there's so many. But I feel like these three, uh, just because you know, for whatever you know, you can call it arbitrary or whatever. You know, and to an extent, it is because it's one person's opinion. You know, about whether they're match of the year, five stars, or whatever. But like, uh, this seemed like a good place to start to perhaps introduce someone who isn't familiar with Mitsuharu Misawa and right. Kenta Kobashi uh, to some uh, really some wizardry inside the ropes. Question before we get to our ratings. Because, yeah. listeners, you've been around the block. You know that our rating system is more robust. It's more uh, intricate. It's more precise than anything Dave Meltzer's doing on his five-star scale. You know, he, uh, every once in a while, will break his scale. We never break our scale. Not once have we broken our scale. Never, because it's a perfect scale. It's perfect. perfect. And this has been a long time since we've done one of these episodes, and I really miss this bit. I really fucking miss this bit, and I'm glad it's here. Yeah, it's so, fun. It's a good bit. A lot of fun. So, Mike, if you were to give this match some kind of rating, yeah, or an, one of two different kinds of ratings, how many ratings do you want to give, what would you give it? Well, first off, I'd go ahead and give it five out of five bro hugs. Oh! explain a bro hug well i know what a bro hug is but why because it was so fun okay it was like we're in separate locations right now because of coronavirus and that's fine because it's actually kind of it's kind of good for our sound quality honestly i think mike likes not recording with me in person is what i'm getting (laughs) but i wish we were in the same place at the same Mm -hmm. time to have watched this match because it just makes me want to fucking like 
high five you and give you a hug and be yeah. like, that's why we, that's why we like wrestling. Yeah, dude. we could share we could share each other's heat because I was really getting hot in this match because I was so excited, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh god, it's up over a hundred now in the shit house closet bowl. <laughs> I honestly, it's so okay. Hot. When we first started recording, your webcam, right? The top, uh, my top left, so your top right, uh, yeah. is a little bit fogged, right where your mic is. Yeah. And I was always thinking when we it's like it's got to be so fucking hot in that closet. <laughs> and it's not even summer yet; it's still spring. <laughs> hopefully, it is. Hopefully, in the next couple of months, we'll be. We can see each other again. We don't have to record in your closet because you might melt in July in that closet. <laughs> so I hope so. God. What was your rating again? I already forgot. Five out of five bro, bro hugs. hugs. That's it. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I will uh, counter the bro hug rating. Kay. I give this. Uh, I'm. This may be a rating I've given before, but uh, uh, five out of five daddy long legs. Ooh. Have I given a daddy long legs rating? I don't know. It's in our rating rule book. It's in there, but I don't know if I've given it anything. And the reason I, I feel like I have, but I probably haven't. The, what this means is that these two giant dad bod men who yeah. I always say dad bod men, but then they're the same age as us. We are just childrenless. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We are. We're fucking children. We're children. No, Your I didn't say that. Beard. I said we're children less. We don't have children to be dads. Oh, oh. Well, we're both. Yeah, we could be both. both. <laughs> That's fine. Live your fine. truest you life. A, you have a beard. Finish your point. So, uh, Daddy Long Legs, because both these guys look like giant dads. Uh, yeah. And they were uh, uh, doing, you know, shithouse Daddy Long Legs stuff. Here's what I mean. Daddy Long Legs are resilient little bugs. They show really? up in the weirdest places where they're not supposed to be, you know, being tough and cool, like, look how cool my legs are. I got eight of them, I think, right? Do bugs have eight legs? Or is that spider? Are they a spider? Well, I mean, bugs is kind of a catch-all term. <laughs> do bugs, That's a pretty Hey, broad... do bugs have eight? Do bugs is... <laughs> hey, bugs have... Hey. Bugs have eight legs, right? Bugs, bugs are the ones with eight, uh, right? Do, bugs have eight. Do bugs is eight legs? Do bugs is bugs eight legs? Bugs has eight legs, right? Bugs has eight legs. <laughs> yeah, spiders have eight legs. Yes, you lunatic. <laughs> um, yeah. God, so I love, five, you, <laughs> love you too. Five out of five, uh, Daddy Long Legs. Cool. Do you have man, any other great. scores? I feel like you need one more score, and I need one more score just to make this healthy. Okay. I'll have one more, you'll have one more, and then we'll have a together score. How about that? Ooh, I like that. I'm so drunk right yeah. now. I'll cut I'll cut that up. <laughs> My next rating okay. is because you said daddy long legs and it got me thinking. Got right? you horny, got it. And no, well no, that wasn't what I said. I didn't say it got me horny. It's not it's not a it's not a sex ho ho. It's not a sex. <laughs> It's not that kind not of a show. sex thing. Stop. All right, all right, all right. Uh, you said Daddy Long Legs because the participants in the match made you really feel like these were super athletic dads and like we could be dad aged if we were men. They could beat my ass, but also be like, "Hey, son, I need to tell you a life lesson." <laughs> right. So I'm gonna go ahead and give this match five out of five. <laughs> what? Five out of five? What? Five out of five out of five. Cardboard box table Christmas Eve salami <laughs> feast. I need some backstory on this because this sounds very pointed. <laughs> very pointed. 
when I was a kid. It's time for Toby Memories. I remember distinctly, like, having the, uh... Like the weekend visitation with my dad and okay, uh, after, okay. Know, so this is let I me mean, see timeline straight. This is after the console wars. Got it. This is after, well, after enduring. Yeah, so this is probably like yeah, it's probably like 92, 93. And I'm having my weekend with my dad, but it's like Christmas time, right? And he just moved in to a <laughs> to his new like. <laughs> dad like dad pad oh, you know no. like that that dad apartment yeah but because my apparent i guess i don't know i don't know i guess my mom got everything in the divorce <laughs> <laughs> she got all the tables <laughs> dad got no <laughs> tables <laughs> i guess she got all the tables <laughs> because my dad didn't have any fucking furniture so he said <laughs> He set up a cardboard box in the living room, and he, he had these, you know, like uh, salamis and like summer, <laughs> and like summer sausages uh, from Harry and David, which is, if you're in Oregon, you know what Harry and David is, especially Southern Oregon. Uh, and like, so it's like, so it's like, it was like, it was like, uh, salami sticks and like mm -hmm. cheese, like smoked cheese. Crackers are in there, I'm sure. Crackers, you know, like the, uh. A tiny knife. Yeah, yeah, like the Keebler, like butter crackers yeah, yeah. and a knife. And, uh, that was like the, and, and then there was one of those terrible, like, Santa plates, like a large Santa covered serving with like plate. with like around the border of the plate is the Santa sleigh with all the reindeers. <laughs> <laughs> and like being like it was like Christmas Eve or whatever, and that was Christmas Eve, and you know fucking like Neil Diamond on a CD <laughs> player. That and I can picture. On like you know like a like a thirteen inch VCR TV combo, mm -hmm. this match being on if my dad liked wrestling and this being something that he would like endorse wholeheartedly. Very cool. And that was you know, that was how like, many of those out of what? <laughs> five out of five. Okay. <laughs> five out of five of those. Oh man! Oh, what do I have? What do I have? Uh, what else? What else? What else? <laughs> uh, I give this one mm -hmm. uh, uh, five out of five. Yeah. Uh, blockbuster videos. Ooh. And here's bringing the blockbuster video back. Yeah, because I remember as a kid, mm -hmm. or not really a kid, like a teen, so like twelve or thirteen. Uh, that counts as teen, right? Because teens in thirteen, I'd be a teen. Yeah, that that checks out. Uh, <laughs> Hang on, let me do a little research here. Hang on, let me see. Let me see, uh, let, me see. let me just get on the World uh, Wide Web. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, it checks out. The word yeah. teen is definitely not in 12, so definitely not a teen at 12, but teen at 13. No, then you'd be a tween. You'd be an elf. Because <laughs> 12, I, you get it, you get it. Highbrow. Uh, What's your rating? I don't know. Five out of five blockbuster videos because I remember as a teen, a Friday night's, Going, taking the Blockbuster subscription card, right? And my house yep. in Texas, in Allen, Texas, was right by the high school. Yeah. And so there's a practice, the football practice field was behind my house in the alleyway. 
right? There were whole- this was after you had sworn off sports because you had blood out. Correct. So I'm vid- I'm a video game now. I'm a video game guy yeah. now because okay. uh, okay. I bled out that one time. Right. Uh, in, in retrospective, probably three years prior, I bled out. And uh, so I'm still in recovery. Okay. Still recovering from that incident. Traumatic. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, my nose, bones, otherwise. And on Friday nights, I would take the Blockbuster card and cross the practice field, which would then cross the high school parking lot, which would then get me to the Blockbuster video. And uh, I remember holding the card. You remember the Blockbuster video uh, commercial with like, Blockbuster video, wow, what a difference. Yeah, that was yeah, their slogan, yeah, right? Sure. I remember I used to yep. walk across the practice field and hold the Blockbuster video card like in the sunlight. <laughs> and I would yeah. say, Blockbuster video. I would just say that over and over, but then every once in a while I'd be like, wow, what a difference. So, I, you know, I was still doing bits. I was doing bits at 12, dude. You know, self bits. Very funny guy. Cool. And I, cool brain. <laughs> cool the, brain. I'd cross the parking lot. I'd go and rent a Mega Man game. Uh, yeah. It was a Mega Man X game for Super Nintendo at the time. I'd come yeah. back. I'd play those games, and I'd be excited the entire 45 minutes it would take me to get to the final boss level. In the same way that this match had me excited the entire 45 minutes of the battle. It only took you 45 minutes to beat Mega Man X? Well, now. Back then, it would have been a whole weekend. Yeah, I was going to say, that's pretty fucking gnarly, I know Mega Man X front to back. I have that one. I rented that so many times. That Uh, is probably the second, second highest rented thing behind Tiny Toons' How I Spent My Summer Vacation. Which I rented on VHS so many times that I like burnt the tape out because I rewound it so many times. So I had we, my parents Holy had to buy it for like sixty bucks for Blockbuster because I ruined it. <laughs> oh my god! It's a good what movie. Fuck. It has my favorite joke, which we've talked about on Slack before. Can I tell the joke to the audience, Mike? Mike, can I tell the yeah, joke? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so the setup tell is it. this: tell the joke. Buster, yeah. Buster Bunny. Uh, it, it, he goes to a Louisiana area, like a bayou area. Runs. Oh, wait, you can't tell this joke. Wait, I'm sorry. You can't. Like, why not? Because it's like, it's like gross and or something, right? No, it's not gross. It's a Tiny Toons joke. <laughs> I seem to remember this, this joke being like gross. It's not gross. It's just. All right, go ahead. Let it rip. So Buster is there with the crocodile dad who has three crocodile daughters. And the crocodile dad wants Buster to marry his three crocodile daughters. And Buster Bunny says, I can't marry all three of your daughters. That would be bigamy. And then the crocodile dad responds, Big of you, it's big of me. Because he's giving away three of his daughters. It's a very good joke. And I told I you it. it was gross. It's That's not, a gross joke. It's, not, it's weird. It's a weird and gross joke. Yes, it is. The only Especially thing, for a kid's show. It's fucking weird The and only gross. thing weird about it is the fact that I know this is 1994 and that it's a, probably a 50-year-old man wrote that bigamy joke into Tiny Toons. And I didn't get it at the time, but as I grew up, I got the joke. And it's a really good joke. Big of you, that's big of me. That's not a great joke. That's, that's so not a great good. joke. No, it's, it's so not. Good. No, it's not. No, it's not. I love it. So five out of five blockbuster videos. So, all right. Five out of five block. Yeah. We love all the new fans that we're getting on Facebook. Give us a follow on there, Twitter, Instagram, at Tope Suicida Pod. Uh, hit us up on Gmail, Tope Suicida Pod at Gmail. You can tell us who your favorite wrestler is. All that cool stuff. Talk about the match we watched this week or other weeks. 
uh, and we'll talk with you. We love our new fans. Follow me. Follow me on Twitter. Do I'm it. on the Twitter. He, he Also, if you heard last week's episode, Mike might even have an Instagram. He doesn't know. It's he very might. possible I do. But I also have a Twitter and an Instagram everywhere at Bo Rosser. So Mike from TV, Bo Rosser, you'll find us. Talk to us. We want to talk to you. Yeah. Mike, do you want to talk to us? Shout us a holler down. Hey, Bo. What? I got a I got a quick question for you though. Are we in agreement that because uh, this is kind of the together rating? Yeah. Oh, that. I, yeah. I think, I'm sorry. I, I jumped into plugs sure. too fast. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, I just think we got to make sure that we're on the same page as far okay. as the shit house rating goes. I'm ready. This. I think it's five. Yes, five. And actually, that reminds me of something I was going to bring up earlier. Oh. Does this match go into the bracket? Mm, I think let's watch the other Misawa Kobashi matches and see. I think that's a wise suggestion, Mike. But it's definitely a contender. It's very good. There was a lot. I That match would be very, very, very fun to watch with two other non-wrestling fans <laughs> to figure out if Can the match bl- is good. <laughs> Can you believe that the finish was was that double elbow combo that finish was so good or remarkable i had to shout at you no 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 we have to talk about it now no breaking we have to talk about it now did you see the way that kobashi like like his brain caught up to what just happened and he and he, and he fucking short-circuited and went down like a robot that was out of batteries Man, the most beautiful part of that finish. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back on this fucking match. Listen, this thing ruled. The most beautiful part of that, the finish of that match, was that it was a a left-right jab with the elbows, and that, in like retrospect of everything that else we've seen in that match, is so simple. Yeah. Is so effective, it makes it a perfect ending. It's perfect. But what is wrestling to you, Mike? Uh, Wrestling to me is is the, um, you know, it's the stripping away. Of the extraneous, oh. it's the uh, mm, the 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 core of that life force that all of us have inside, uh, trying to find a sense of belonging and congruence with the this world that we're in that that doesn't want to comply uh, and make us feel like we fit, like we're a puzzle piece that fits in you know and wrestling is a medium in which through our creativity and our intelligence and our emotion we can create an environment where things work how we wish they would work and make us feel connected to each other as humans that's what wrestling is to me right now that was beautiful (laughs) that was like welcome to my ted talk beautiful (laughs) you know that was great Thanks, man. What's wrestling to you? Well, wrestling to me is two buds. Yeah. Two buds. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you can see the video, I'm pointing at myself and then Mike back and forth. Two buds. I'm doing it, too. I'm doing it, too. (laughs) Like two buds. Two buds would do that. Two buds buds. uh, meeting online a mere two days after recording previously with having not watched probably any wrestling between the two days, but still making a pretty good show. Uh, and then finding that person in wrestling and enjoying their company and then realizing a spark pops up in the middle of the match commentary and, and Bo says, I really miss these one-off episode matches. These are great. Realizing yeah. that and then going into ratings and saying, I forgot how fun the ratings are. Yeah. 
That's wrestling. The realization of fun with friends, fun with a bud, despite the world being shit around them. <laughs> That's wrestling, baby. Sincerely, no gross jokes. That's it. Zero gross jokes. What a great invocation, Bo. Wow, I thought this was a really special episode. We hope you enjoyed it as well. Uh, we'll be back pretty soon with some more Misawa Kobashi. Uh, don't know exactly when, but we're going to do two more matches in this series and uh, probably sooner rather than later because we're all in quarantine. I don't know. I don't want to overstate what we just watched, Bo. I know, but right? How do we end this like fucking if thing? You were in the right, if you were in the right state of mind, mm-hmm. that might qualify as a religious experience. That was pretty cool. Yeah, because I think everything I described in my invocation, that was religious. So like, It felt good. It felt good. It felt good to worship the Lord. It felt good to sit down and pray to the wrestling gods on the altar of suplex. It felt good, Michael. Woo! Woo! Ask and you shall receive, brother Bob, because we nailed at the altar of the wrestling gods and we said, please, wrestling Jesus. Give us a match worthy of our colossal friendship and lo and behold, it was delivered unto the faithful today. He doth provide and we will see you next week. <laughs>